Hello, hello, hello again. Welcome to episode six of Meet Me in My Room. Thank you so much if you've made it this far and if you continue to listen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so today is a little bit different from normal days because um, the last few episodes I've had a guest with me, and today I'm actually um, I'm actually going to be sharing a conversation with myself and talk about some reflecting that I've been doing, and I hope that through this um, I'm able to offer maybe some other perspectives and insights, and I hope that I'm able to gain those things from you as listeners as well when we talk about this post-episode. So, um, yeah, thank you for being here, and I hope you enjoy this episode in this type of format. Um, so I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately, um, and I'm trying to figure out who I am, you know, and I feel like for the most part, like I know who I am, but I think that there are more layers and levels and things to myself that, um, I'm really just beginning to grasp, you know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to grasp like my triggers and my motivations and and through this time I'm doing my best to um, not dwell on things that I've said and dwell on things that I've done but like it can be challenging in a reflection period to not you know do so because you're staring right at your past you're staring at your past in your face um, but I'm just I guess through this I'm like I said I'm trying to just get to know myself better, you know, like, I feel like I didn't realize that for so long, I had really become my defense mechanisms, you know, and the person that I thought I was, was not real, the person that I, who I was, was a person who was responding to um, events in his life, in a way that would keep him safe, and, um, you know, maintain a certain level of, like, boundaries, and, I think that, you know, there was times that this defense mechanism situation kind of saved me and saved some pain in my life or saved some tears in my life. Um, You know, I have this ability to detach and compartmentalize. And I think that, um, you know, I might have seen that as beneficial in the past, but I feel like through um, just like things like that, like I'm I've kind of almost forgotten what it's like to be wall free, you know, and like, to just be exposed. I feel like I don't, I don't, um, I didn't, at least in the beginning of this journey, remember those, that feeling. And um, recognizing that was a really odd, um, an odd thing for me. I think I've had this, this, you know, weird ability to um, detach from things and compartmentalize situations and people Um, in a way that saved me maybe a lot of um, discomfort and a lot of tears and a lot of pain. But I think also I'm kind of robbing myself of some feelings, you know, of of feeling through things. Um, And I just, I feel like I owe it to myself to, like, be wall-free, you know, to, like, leave myself exposed. I don't remember what that feels like, and I feel like that is something that we owe ourselves. And that's something that I'm learning through this journey, you know? I think through this time, I've also been doing a lot of connecting. I've been doing a lot of reading, just absorbing different things that um, maybe I wouldn't read before or or watch before or whatever. And I feel like in this time, I've all, it's helped me to like 
connect with my inner child, you know, not like, not like my past self necessarily, but just like my inner child, like, you know, the child we have inside of us who's like responsible for like our creativity and our emotions and those things. And I feel like I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, that's, I, I feel like that's like the, the raw, like unfiltered version of myself. And I feel like I didn't realize how much I robbed him of. You know, every time that I told him to like sing quieter or, or, or told him that, you know, his art was too abstract and he needed to be more realistic, you know, or, you know, told him that he didn't have, you know, the talent to submit to competitions or whatever it was that all these things that I, I did to like what I thought was keeping myself safe, but instead was um, just like putting that inner child behind bars and, and, and um, creating fear and an inability to um, just like express and explore to my heart's content. I feel like I just kind of dragged myself, but like, period. <laughs> I feel like through, you know, getting to know this inner child, I've been able to teach myself how to feel more um, and how to be okay with feeling more, you know, and how to love without being worried about it and like being okay with potentially being hurt if it comes to that. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, I've been taking this inner child on dates and listening when he speaks to me and when he wants to sing, I sing. And when he wants to paint, I paint. And when he wants to write, I write. And like through all of this, I feel like I'm actually coming to like know my actual self. And it's so weird because I was so confident that I knew myself for the longest time. I, I was so confident. And when you realize that there's like... <laughs> just like more to you than like your shell you know <laughs> and obviously it's like we know that to an extent but how much of our actions are like trauma responses to things and not like our raw like authentic selves how many things are like like defense mechanisms like i talked about and we just operate that way now versus like who we actually are you know what i mean i don't know i feel like this is just where I'm at with this journey. Um, I just, I guess I just think it's easy to tell ourselves that we know ourselves. Like, we know, we know what we like, we know what we don't like. We can recall our favorite color or our favorite food, but like, what's beyond that? You know, who are you beneath this shell? Who was the first person who criticized you in a way that hurt you or dimmed your light? Who told you that you couldn't do something that you wanted to do? A dream that maybe you saw, but you like, where you were just told you couldn't accomplish. I think these are like the kind of questions that we need to find out from our inner child so that we're able to like uncover the bricks to our wall. Like I feel like those are the bricks to the walls that we build are those those um, those interactions. You know what I mean? It's the person who dimmed your light. It's the person who told you you couldn't do something. It was the person who said, you know, you need a plan B, <laughs> you know, like that that was my earliest brick in my wall I think was like being a, a a kid and being really um to creative things to art to music to all of those things and um you know having being a younger a young kid and having my family members tell me that or ask me what my plan b was I don't know why like it, it's silly right it's it's silly because if a, if a, you know, a, an authority figure or a family member or someone in your life that cares for you tells you, you know, asks you a, a plan B, they're doing it because they want to know that like you're set. They want to make sure you're set up. 
you know, they want to make sure that you're, 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 you're going to be okay and that you're good and that, you know, um, and it's a caring thing, especially, you know, as people who've experienced a lot, a lot more of the world than you have, you know, small tray. Um, but it didn't register that way to me at the time. It's like, I knew it, but instead it was like, it was almost like they were telling me that I might be reaching too far. You know what I mean? That the things that I might want for myself might be out of reach and that I'll have to come up with a second plan. And I was like, I don't, why, why still, why, why do we teach kids that? Why do we, why do we teach young artists that they need to prepare themselves for the quote unquote real world? Like as if they don't, they're not going to experience it that way because they're artists. You know what I mean? Why do we teach them that their dream might be out of reach? I don't, I don't understand why we do that. You know, we don't tell kids that dream to be doctors or lawyers or police officers to come up with a plan B in case. Like, they're supported and they're pushed and they're encouraged to go in those directions. But we talk to kids as if, like, any art form or, um, you know, any anything artistic or any, like, creative endeavor is a hobby or, you know, not a real, a real career to be pursued. And I think that's changing now, but, like, not really for everybody. I just remember thinking as a kid, like, I'm going to prove that I do not need a plan B. And I've always been really, really committed to that. But I think still like the seed of doubt that was planted by my support system stayed with me my entire life. And it wasn't even their intention. It's not like my you know, family was telling me like I wasn't talented or I couldn't do something. That was never the case. But I think that just for me, being told that like I needed to have another plan was just, it just became this seed of doubt that just stayed with me for a really, really long time. Um, I think it's it's something I'm still trying to like pull out from the roots, you know, because those bad boys are deep, baby. Okay, deep. Um, but like again, this is this is something I didn't, I couldn't even really uncover. Like I didn't, I would never just think like this is something that's causing a, you know what I mean, stunt in my life, in my artistic life, like something so small from the past, but. It wasn't until I started to connect with my inner child that all of a sudden, like, I realized how mine or something like that could impact somebody, you know, which also kind of started making me reflect on my own commentary and the things that I've said. And even out of good um, intention, you know what I mean, that that maybe could have done something like that to somebody else, you know. Whew. Anyways, I'm saying all this to say, like, I'm sure a lot of people are in this, like, hibernation reflective period right now, especially with the new year coming um, and, you know, all the things that are going on in the world. But I guess if there's any advice that I could give to someone going through a similar period, it would be just, like, be honest with yourself and don't be afraid of what you unpack. You know what I mean? I feel like there's, like, this whole new world waiting for you once you start to understand who you actually are and not just, like what the world has made you which sounds like super cheesy and like cliche but for real for real like i feel like i've been talking to god and i've been like i feel like i am in this cocoon right now and i feel i can i can just like see that little crack of light and it's like oh baby i am coming and the wings are huge babe the wings are beautiful i haven't seen them yet but i know they're there yeah i just i just i i it's just an introspective period. I just, I guess I'm just, uh, I just felt like I needed to share 
yeah, this is this has been a conversation with myself, one that I've really enjoyed, and I hope, um, I, even though it's a, a shorter episode, that you're able to take something away like positive and something that helps you on your healing journey. Like, I feel like reflecting is, um, it's it's tough to look inward. It's tough to like really um, kind of drag yourself and and be real with yourself about the way that you've centered your growth even as much so to just not not do the work um i'm i've been i've been so good at like just wrapping things up in a pretty little box and putting a little ball on it and like tucking it away and just like leaving it wherever it fits but i just think that if we especially as like artists and you know creatives if we if our if our goal is to authentically express ourselves in the things that we do then we need to be authentic with ourselves first so that we're able to even show you that you know or show people that oh wow this has been a little bit um therapeutic to me i feel like talking these things out loud and um if you've listened so if you've listened this far i appreciate you and i love you so much um i'm talking in my like nighttime sexy voice right now i'm giving you a phone sex operator like (laughs) oh man i need to i need to i need to go to bed um thank y'all for listening it has been so cute it has been so nice it has been so fun it has been so real thank you for listening have a wonderful night